so I work for a, a water mitigation company and we do, you know, floods and, and water burst pipes. We've run into a lot of where, where pets get scared from whatever natural disaster is happening. And they, they run and hide inside of walls and stuff like that. And opening up walls, we'll find live animals. And stuff. that's that's always kind of freaky to, to, to see. Hi, welcome back to That Doesn't Happen Every Day, a show in which we interview more or less everyday people about things that don't normally happen every day. I've asked a lot of people who do renovations or mitigation or different kinds of work on old houses, what are some of the most interesting things they've found? One guy told me he found $900 in cash wedged in a small compartment behind a cabinet. And another guy said the only interesting thing he's ever found was an old Playboy from the 1960s. When my in-laws bought an old house from the 1960s, we went up into the attic and found a burlap sack. And inside of the burlap sack was a hockey mask, what looked like a homemade war club, and a machete. I know that sounds like something from a horror movie, but I assure you it really did happen. And our best guess was that it might have belonged to a kid or someone assembling a Halloween costume, and they probably weren't supposed to have it, so either the kid who had it hid it in the attic, or maybe parents hid it from him in the attic. Today on That Doesn't Happen Every Day, we interview a guy who found something in an old building that is a lot harder to explain and a lot more frightening. We hear again from Sean, who had started this episode off. Sean takes us to, of all places, a funeral home where a pipe had burst and starts his story. So what happened was it was a, a, a burst pipe in the, in the basement. So it filled up the entire basement and, and had gone into the, the first floor and started filling up the building full of water. So when we first got there, it's probably around 10 o'clock at night. As we were opening up the doors, the caskets were flowing out of the, the building because they were floating on the water as they opened up the doors and, and let all the water out. I, I think we, we all knew that it was probably just display coffins, but, y- you know, y- you don't know until you actually look inside. <laughs> it was a eerie, eerie sight. As if the scene of floating coffins wasn't creepy enough already, the next thing Sean had to do was go down into the basement after his crew and he had drained it of all the flooded water. You can imagine what a basement of a funeral home would look like. There's just a bunch of creepy stuff down there. I mean, there was a a, a baby's coffin down there, and vases and, and stuff like that. I remember they had this big rubber rat. I don't know what, why it was there. It was just like a big toy rat. And uh, my guys would, would sit there and, and set it up to try to scare all the guys working on the job site. So they'd come around the corner and there would be a big rat sitting there waiting for you. They actually had a, um, a crematorium there or, or where they cremated bodies. And so the whole funeral home was shut down, but they couldn't stop that. So... There was always, as we were working, there was always a guy upstairs uh, cremating bodies. And so it was, it was just eerie all the time. There was, there was just noises and bangs, and you would walk through a spot where it just was colder than other spots. And, you, you know, your, your, your hair on your arms would go up every once in a while, you know, in certain areas. I was supervising a crew of five. I turned around, and everybody was gone. And I was there left by myself. And they had, they had all split and left and ran out. They took off in their cars and just left me there by myself. 
I asked Sean if it's normal for crews to suddenly just up and leave without at least checking in before they do with her supervisor. No, yeah, they got to check in. Absolutely need to check in. They, they, Something creeped them out and they left. I've never seen them since. Probably because he is the guy in charge, Sean decided to keep doing his job in the basement, some of which included taking photographs of the water damage. And this is where the story gets really interesting. Later on, I kind of went back through all of my photos. and If you look at it, to me, it, there's a definite figure in that shot. It's a, it's a girl standing right next to me. You can see her hair and her jawline and her lips and her arms and, and shoulders and stuff like that. To me, it's clear as day. If you'd like to see the picture that Sean took in the basement, it's the graphic for this day's show. But if that's not going to work for you, let me go ahead and describe it a little bit. What you see is a room that frankly looks a little bit wrecked. There is some cardboard boxes in it and some shelving. There's an exit sign. There's a squeegee in the foreground. And then sure enough, on the left half of the picture, there's what kind of looks like a white mist. You could kind of say that it sort of looks like maybe someone wearing a white bathrobe. And in some places it does sort of look like you can see eyes. I don't exactly see exactly what Sean sees. He said that it's because he looks at it a lot. But regardless of whether or not you see a form here, it still just seems really odd to me. And it gets even weirder when Sean says this. I had a picture of the same shot and there was nothing there and then moments later boom the same shot but there was that uh that person in that in that shot if sean's camera was malfunctioning or if there was perhaps like mist coming into the basement or something you would probably see it in every shot not in just one frame in a series of photos so that is really weird not to mention just how creepy the whole experience seemed to be I asked Sean if he had had time to talk to this figure that showed up in his picture, what he would have said to it. You know what? It's a good question. I don't know what I would say. Uh, you know, it, I, what are you doing hanging out in the basement of a funeral? <laughs> I don't know. I know Sean is kind of joking, but it does make me wonder, why is it that ghosts seem to haunt places that are really unpleasant, like prisons and military barracks and places you wouldn't want to be? Exactly. I mean, you would think that you'd see a whole bunch of ghosts on the beach then. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I had my choice, that's where I'd be. But for, for some reason, this energy likes to hang out in the basement. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I asked Sean if he'd ever showed the photo to the people in the funeral home to see if they knew more about it. We didn't want to creep them out or, or whatever. We, I'm sure they have a creepy enough job as it is. We just kept it to ourselves. This makes me wonder... How many times people on the job have seen something weird or had something weird happen, but they don't really want to tell anyone because it's not really hurting them and it's not getting in the way of what they're doing and they don't want to appear as crazy or unprofessional. I'm not freaked out by it. I'm not the type of person that's going to get all scared out by by a ghost. I, you know, they were like us. You know, I, I'm sure that they're just confused as to where, where, why they're down there as well. You know, so I show it to all the guys in the restoration world because, uh, you know, especially the new guys. And um, that's an interesting career field. And you're going to see a bunch of different stuff. It was fun. It was a, it was a good one. It was one for my the, the books for me. So. 
I wanted to thank you for joining us for this episode of That Doesn't Happen Every Day. I wanted to give a shout out to my buddy Stephen Curley, who put me in touch with Sean. And I certainly also wanted to thank Sean, who got a random Facebook message from me asking him about this incident. And he took a call from a weird guy in Wyoming and was willing to share his story with me. I appreciate you both, and I hope you're doing well. Please tune in next week. I'm going to try to have a new show for all of the listeners every Monday morning from now on. And I apologize for having kind of a gap in service for a little bit. Have a good day. Thanks.